Hey everybody, this is Jason from Cornerstone Dog Training and CornerstonePuppy.com and I am here today with a special guest. Uh, we've got Melanie, who is a world-renowned breeder and dog trainer as well and all-around awesome person that has agreed to come and speak and do a little uh, interview for my benefit and also for yours. And so we're excited to welcome Melanie. Hi, Melanie. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Jason. I'm I'm glad we could make this work. We've tried for a few weeks now to get it to go, so we're <laughs> glad that we can that you'd spend time with us and work on this. Um, so tell us about you. Tell us about what you do and what your program's like. Yes, well, um, me and my husband, we've been breeding dogs for a long, long time. Um, we finally got into the breed that I totally love, English Golden Retrievers, about seven years ago. Um, my husband, They're beautiful always, dogs. They're, yes, they're, they're very you. beautiful. They are. Um, and my husband's always been a trainer for cow dogs. We own a beef cattle ranch. And so, um, we train, we've always trained dogs for, to use, uh, we've needed them to bring cows off the mountain, to gather cows. And, and so it's always been that route. And so we have always focused on putting training on our, on our puppies, on our dogs, just because if you're going to have a dog around, they ought to be well-behaved and, and not jump on the kids. We have six kids. And so that's just always been important to us to have well, well-behaved dogs. Yeah. It's funny. So, like yeah. a lot of people, um, you know, they think, oh, well, this is, these are cattle dogs. This is different. And it is different. Cattle dogs are different, but if you understand a lot of different disciplines of training, it helps so much in any discipline. I agree. Whether you understand yes. working dogs or protection dogs, and then you know service dogs. You can you can apply a lot of that training because if you can, for example, with protection, teach a dog to bite somebody, you can teach a dog to stop biting somebody. Right. And with cattle dogs, especially, you've got to be you got to have really good observation skills. Right. I agree because you're watching for little teeny things and and uh they are so exact and awesome and i know from from training like a lot of people come to us with dogs that are hurting dogs and they struggle yes. because they don't know how to help their minds and their focus but we love them as trainers because when you get them to focus in the right area they are so much fun <laughs> they are they, they can go so to a really high smart. level <laughs> yeah, yeah it's really true that's what me and my husband always talk about the um, that drive and that uh, that intuition those dogs have to herd and and things like that you kind of have to kind of bring that down and direct it I feel like the goldens we raise up and try to push them I don't know I, I feel like we're coming from different directions with our different breeds but uh, but yes you're right I, I feel like it all ties together and and if you can understand those different ways of training, it helps, you know, you never have a, a, you know, cookie cutter puppy. They all seem to be different in, in the litter. So it's, it's nice to be able to take things you learn from other breeds and stuff and be able to apply it to the different temperaments that you find in a litter. And it's fun when I talk to somebody like a breeder that works with a specific breed of dogs and they almost always do right it's like you pick a breed and you go with it you yeah. don't do a whole bunch of different breeds because that would be right. chaos but uh i i love like there's value in understanding a breed but i think sometimes we take that as 
pet owners and we try and take all of that information and say this is how they for sure are so for example it'd be like me saying well americans are all cocky <laughs> and maybe that's true i don't know but like um you know like I was, I was talking to somebody from canada this last week and uh me and my wife were and my wife used the phrase america like talking about america and yeah. as americans always talk about america and we mean us right right in canada that's also <laughs> the americas right? <laughs> that's true <laughs> and so like you we might like with, with breeds of dogs i think we have a breed standard that is important but i think it's more important to understand the specific temperament of the breeding pair and yes. so it's always funny to me when people are like oh well have you worked with this kind of dog and it's like yes but yes. it wasn't you know it it's really just uh, the same principles are going to apply when it comes to training and behavior. However, it is very beneficial to understand that herding dogs are different than like retrievers. Right. Um, yeah. And you, you'll start to see, you know, it'll, it'll impact that aspect of training. But sometimes I feel like we put too much emphasis on that. But yes, you see that, you, you get to see it like on the front lines because you're watching it where you have the dogs on a working farm that are that's awesome and we'll have to talk more about that later but um but man you just have such beautiful dogs i've watched um their breeding company redfern companions i've watched it on on instagram so much and just watched like i just love to see their dogs they're just gorgeous and take i've watched melanie deliver them all over the the country and probably the world too have you delivered some outside the country or do you just Send those um, to Canada is as far as we've gotten. We've yeah. we've talked to a lot of people who, but it's it's kind of price prohibitive to a lot yeah. of people. <laughs> and it's and it's really hard to uh, to do the shipping and everything of a live animal. It but. it, it does yes, it does take a, a little bit. And and going out of the country, they have to be a certain age, and it makes it really hard for. Our, golden retrievers you know by the time they're 11 weeks old you can't fit them in a little carrier to go under the seat but uh, we have imported quite a few from the Ukraine and and Russia and Serbia but uh but yes sending them the other direction we haven't really done <laughs> and for those listening I want you to know like um when you're talking sometimes there's there's always this argument between whether people should just get dogs from a shelter or breeders should stop doing what they're doing and I love both options, honestly. I don't think that we need to take one or the other, but I I love when I meet a breeder that's like, okay, I'm importing a dog from Ukraine or um, we have one right now we're working with from another breeder that uh, I'm trying to remember. It's, it's like, uh, it's some, it's not Puerto Rico, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I can't remember where it's from. It's a golden retriever. And uh, I'm sure that, you know, that's a, it's a breeding dog and I'm sure it was $20,000 or more. And, you know, it's just, it's like these breeders are really committed to doing a great job. And so when a breeder talks like that, I know that, you know, when it's not like, well, my neighbor down the street had a dog and we had a dog and we thought, Hey, let's, no, let's that's not the kind her. of breeding we're talking about here. Right. So right. this gives, uh, it kind of gives you a tip off to the breeders that are willing to really put their heart and soul into it and it becomes a passion and I've definitely seen that with Melanie here so tell us about uh tell you how how long did you say how long you've um, been seven years for Redfern Companions and uh breeding for 25 
a long time. Right? I, I don't want to age me, you know. But. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Um, tell us about some of the some of the highlight experiences from the last seven years with your uh, English cream retrievers. The thing that I think, of course, when I first got them, I, I fell in love with the way they looked. They just are magnificent looking to me. And I think that starkness between their dark features, their dark eyes, their dark nose, and then their white coats. I think that just endears you to them because they just have so much expressiveness, I guess, in their, in their faces. But so that um, is how I fell in love with them at first. But then once you kind of get to know them, they're so intuitive. I mean, there's a reason that they use um, golden retrievers for a lot for service, just because they understand feelings, a lot of them. I mean, you know, and I'm speaking generally, because like I said, you get temperaments all over the board, but we really look for those temperaments in our dogs that um, can feel what you're feeling, that can, that make that connection with people. And, and I think that um, once you've kind of experienced that, it, there's no going back. So, <laughs> so yes, that's what really made me totally fall in love with them is just, doesn't matter if you're having a bad day, they kind of just sense it and they'll be there for you. Or if you're just needing some stress relief, they're ready to play anytime. So anyway, I love the Goldens just for that reason, because I just feel like they have that certain element that you don't find in a lot of breeds that connect to people. That's, that's, I'm, I'm thinking of, I'm trying to apply what you're saying. And I'm thinking of, I, I have a picture on my wall, just in the other room of me with one of the English creams that we trained that I just loved. And I'm just sitting on the ground and just snuggled up next to me um, <laughs> because just such a fun dog. And that's it was, uh, it's actually one of the dogs that we did our online puppy training course with. And so if somebody's done the online puppy training course, you can see that dog in that course, but this is him uh, older and just wor working. We worked out with them as a puppy and then uh, came and lived with us for three weeks and we did a board and train, but I, I love the breed. I yeah. love the breed. It's and I mean, you got to be committed to, to brushing and the hair and stuff like that. Right. But <laughs> that's the uh, only downfall. <laughs> yeah. The only one. Right. Which is why they always try and mix them with poodles. Right. We're trying to just get exactly. the hair, but not have the poodle attitude. No, just. <laughs> it's uh, true. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, we definitely offended somebody with that statement. Um, <laughs> we love the poodles too. Yeah, <laughs> we do. We do. My dog is part poodle. So, um, because we couldn't do the hair. We're trying to, I mean, we yep. have so, we got eight kids. So we got enough to clean up. You understand it. I, I wish do. I lived on a ranch. That would be fun. <laughs> it is a lot of fun. A <laughs> lot of space, a lot of work. Um, but but yes, definitely a lifestyle that we, me and my husband both grew up loving and we're fortunate enough to continue living it. So. Well, I love it. Well, are there other experiences or other moments that you would say, like, um, are there ever moments where you're just sitting there and you're like, I love this? Like, what 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 tips that off for you? You know, my uh, females, they're kind of needy might be the right word. <laughs> they love us to be involved in their life. So every time any of mine help, they want me there. 
they put their paw every time they have a contraction they put their paw on my leg just needing that moral support and that that neediness and I guess it's because you know too my kids have grown up now and not all of them are living home now and you miss that just someone needing you always so I don't know that's endearing to me I love how they just need you and um, so yes that's a big part yeah a lot of people don't get to see that side of things right and, and <laughs> unless to, they I watch mean, my Instagram I'm always sure to post a bad oh good <laughs> no I mean like they don't get to be in that moment of of True. life happening and it's kind of I mean you think about it uh, outside of like a farm or a ranch um, there aren't too many opportunities to experience life like that. I mean, real life, yeah. right? Like a child, um, but puppies and kittens, it's kind of about where you're at, right? Yeah, that's and that's exactly where we're at. That's yes. neat. That's neat to be a part of that. Um, and the really neat thing I love about it is I help bring them into the world and then I kind of get to be involved in their life the entire so many of my families are so great about sending updates and sending pictures. And I love just kind of, I guess, being part of those puppies' lives from the very beginning to their very end. You know, I love, I love that. So. Yeah. You, and you get to, you get at least that first eight weeks where you're just day in and day out watching them grow and be a part of it. And then it is, I think that's a really neat part. I love, even as a trainer, when someone will send us a Christmas card or someone will say, So one of the things we've we've done always with our in-person training is we do monthly classes like that are free after you've done training, you just come and be part of it. Right. Because we want we want to see people again and we want to see their dogs and we want to we want to be able to still help them. And so I love that. Successful. Yes. I think that's so cool. I'm a little jealous because I think breeders get it more often than I do. But, you know, <laughs> OK, everybody hear that. Send Jason. Some yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm looking at some of these questions here. Um, if someone's like if someone's starting out with with breeding, let's take from that angle. And I know most people probably listening to this aren't worried about starting breeding and stuff like that. But if someone was starting out um, with breeding, what are some of the best practices, maybe two or three that somebody should employ to do this right and do it well? Right. Well, you know, I started up a breeders forum to kind of help foster and mentor, um, new breeders and also support, um, experienced breeders. I feel like we kind of get, um, get a lot of, a lot of flack from people like you were talking earlier about the rescue versus breeding and um and so I feel like we feel like we have to defend ourselves a lot and so um that support I just thought was something that was lacking out there and then like you said there's just so much to know about breeding that um to to I feel like do a really um a really good job at getting a mentally healthy puppy and being able to provide that kind of quality to a family looking for, for that, for something that's going to bring them joy and add to their life instead of, um, instead of make it harder. (laughs) Instead of rule it, right? Yes. Yes. Which you probably see a lot. And, um, and so uh, I did, I started this breeders forum hoping to kind of educate new breeders and, 
and help them understand the importance of health clearances, um, of genetic testing, of, of looking for temperaments and being able to match the puppies with the people. You know, I, there's, there's a, somebody for every puppy, um, but not every puppy is for every somebody. <laughs> um, True. You know, some family, if you have small children, there's some puppies I wouldn't send there just because there's too, too much energy there. Yeah. And um, so anyway, I think that's, that's something important is the health and genetic clearances, because we just really want those, those dogs to be able to contribute to that family for as long as possible. And, yeah. and, and so have that health aspect and then also the temperament um, and, and that's a big important part of our program is looking for the right breeders that produce that kind of temperament that, that people can train easily and, and that will fit into a number of families. And, and like I said, add to their, their quality of life instead of take from it. And it makes a huge difference. I, I, we can, even in training, I can tell the difference, like when, when somebody's willing to take that level of um knowledge and learning and apply it into their program makes a big big difference um and i've i've met breeders like you that were willing to take you know ten twenty thousand dollar loss because the dog they took a chance on wasn't going to work out and they just said hey i won't breed it yeah be someone's pet but i won't breed it so that's awesome and so if i'm hearing this um right one of the big things is and and i think i i love that you bring up this point is that you're not alone in it because it's easy to start to feel alone in the breeder world, right? You've got a lot to do. You've got day in and day out chores when you have a a litter of puppies and it's easy to to be alone. And even if you want to go do something, a lot of times you're just kind of tied tied down, right? (laughs) It's true. (laughs) And so to have your, is your, your forums online, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. It's online. And, um, and I also have a weekly newsletter that's free. I send out every week that I try to put a little tip in, just add some value, help somebody's life maybe <laughs> every week. So people can, yeah, subscribe to that. Or like like you were mentioning, I have that readers forum that we meet together once a week over Zoom and have a different topic. Just, um, yes, try to give support and education. <laughs> Well, and that really, that can be overwhelming if you don't have something like that, where you can just say, okay, here's one thing from this week I'm going to work on. Yeah. So that's awesome. I love that. You know, as a trainer, we, we can do a lot with behavior and we, we do, we, we, we know we can make every dog better. What we don't know is what a dog's ceiling is. We don't know, you know, we don't, we don't know what their breeding ability is and their mental capacity is. And so yes you can make every dog better but you know it might be like that and that's their ceiling whereas a dog that's well bred that ceiling goes way up so i don't like to be uh i don't like to just throw up my arms and say well i can't control the genetics of a dog (laughs) Uh, and so i love to to work with breeders and i love what you're doing because that makes a huge huge difference and so breeders like you that are trying to say well let's improve this and and bless the breed and bless the families that's the part like if we're going to be proactive about it it's a wonderful thing to do so i really appreciate that oh thank you well i feel like too there's so much breeders can do even 
I always tell my breeders that just come into the forum, like no judgment here because we all have to start somewhere, yep. you know? So if you know better today than you did yesterday, okay, let's start from there. Like I'm not going in to try to change somebody's program entirely, but if we can just do a little better, everybody, but I feel like, you know, even like you said, if, if, somebody goes into breeding knowing nothing. And so maybe their puppy sillings only here, but I feel like if you start with that puppy from the time it's born, um, adding early neurological stimulation, yeah. adding, you know, a lot of the things they teach in puppy culture, um, doing all of those things, just handling those puppies, getting that relationship with them. I feel like just that right there helps them learn how to learn so much earlier and that jumps that ceiling even yep. higher, even if genetically they're maybe not bred to be up there. I feel like you can raise that ceiling just by putting the time in early. And I love even just teach. I love what you just said, like helping them learn to learn. Yeah. That's ultimately, right. When a dog comes, that's exactly what we're, we're saying. We're like, okay, you got to start to figure things out. Right. And the reason we, we can train is because we're saying, okay, we're not going to give you all the answers. Yeah. try it out and figure it out and as they start to learn to play the game then they love it and they're excited yeah. about learning and that's if you can learn to learn whether you're a dog or a human yes, <laughs> right it's true then there's there's nothing that can really stop you and i love what just to maybe hit at home with what you're doing um i think a lot of us want to improve i I mean, I have bad days where I'm just like, forget it all. Right. But like, right. <laughs> I, I want to improve and I always make the biggest improvement when I add one word to that phrase, instead of just, I want to improve. If I just add one word and say, I want to improve together and you add together to it. And that's where I always make the biggest improvement. When I can find somebody that like in your program, what you're doing with that forum that says, Hey, just come, no judgment, come and talk with us and we'll see what, where we can help. Yep. That's, I mean, that's enlightening. That's exciting because you can always just keep growing. I agree. When I feel stagnant, I'm usually missing the word together. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And you know, you learn, I have been doing this a long time, but every litter you learn something from. And so, and it's the same with the people who come into the forum, every person, there's something we learn from, you know, yeah. they, because we've all just had different experiences so it's really cool to be able to share those experiences and and learn together so yeah I think that's really profound well thank you um all right well tell me uh just one more time what do you feel is the mission of that group so that we can hit that home that forum that you yeah. and and how do people find it um, so on my website they can go into my shop and it's under there if they want to join redferncompanions.com Redfern yep um so on my website or <laughs> yes or message me on instagram my handles redfern companions um i'm on facebook under redfern companions i'm kind of a little bit all, everywhere but yeah and just <laughs> message me i'm happy to send out even if they want to try my newsletter for a little while and just kind of see see if i'm going to add some value to their life you know i'm I may not be for everybody, and but uh, but yes, I think there's something that uh, everybody can learn, and I hope to put a little bit out there, you know. And I feel like as breeders, there's so much to so many avenues. You're keeping an animal an animal alive. You're dealing with the whole breeding aspect. You're raising puppies. You're 
so you have to be a nutritionist and you, and then you throw in a business on top of it, you know, and you have to be the marketer and there's just so many things, aspects and avenues that you kind of like being a mom or a dad, you know, there's just so many avenues and different hats that you wear. And, and so I feel like in the breeders forum, you know, we try to hit all of that. Uh, so no matter where you are, if you have a litter of puppies, if you're just thinking about having a litter of puppies, we hit something that's going to apply to, to everybody and hopefully help them grow and, and be better. So. Yeah. And there's so much value in finding someone that's 25 years down the road from you. You yeah. don't have to take 25 years to learn the same thing. You it's so learn true. Sooner, right? <laughs> yes, learn from my, my mistakes. <laughs> that's right. Well, awesome. Um, I, I hope if um, you're listening to this and you're a breeder that you would consider going to redferncompanions.com and becoming part of that forum and checking it out for a little bit. And if you're listening because you're going to get a puppy, talk to your breeder about it so that they can uh, they can be part of that and continue to grow their program and their business and support their their family and do the things that they love. And I, Melanie, I really appreciate you coming on and being willing to talk with us and to spend some time with us. Yes. Well, thank you so much. I love having your aspect of the whole training. Uh, we, we train our own little puppies from the get-go, but we don't take any outside and and so I love that there's people like you guys that can help support the families and things from where us breeders leave off. So, well, thanks. and I love there's, there's sometimes a gap. People get a puppy. They're so excited and they forget about the whole training plan. And I <laughs> want true. that gap to be gone. That's one of my missions is to say, look, yes. when you get this puppy, you, you know, kind of the direction you're headed. And so that's why we, we did those online programs so we could help. I we love could, that. The breeders could hand them off to, to their owners and the owners can keep going in the direction to help those dogs grow the best they can. There's, and there's not a lot of you out there. So it's so neat to find somebody who understands the whole puppy development and, and that kind of thing and can help the, help the families. Cause that's, that's a huge need. So. Well, thanks Melanie. It's been a pleasure. Hey, thank you, Jason. Good seeing you. You too. Take care. You too.